Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Hennecombe Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar, Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Mr. Brunch, a local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? Along with the hinted, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, tracksuit poppy, and tracksuit poppy. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the other one, but you didn't like. No one, no one liked it in the room, so I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, see, it was that pop culture poppy. Yeah, it's all right. You it's know. all right. Yeah, but you got plenty. You know, sorry, Masali didn't work out. We tried it twice too. You know, sorry. I know you wanted it to work, but gotta let the game come to you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's he's like. I think I got a new one for you, and I was like, I'll put it in and see if it sticks. Yeah. And you know, I gave it. You know, the college try, as they say. You know, obviously, you know, struck out. <laughs> well, we are back. Very it's much been back. A nice summer break. How long um, has it been? Like a month and a half, two months? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, like a couple months or something. Yeah. Like I feel like it feels longer than it than it really was. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> An amount of time has passed. And now we are back with a fresh episode. It's still summertime, although summertime is waning. School starts in a couple weeks. Go back to work mm-hmm. next week. But uh, how was your uh, the, the the first part of our little summer break for you, Caesar? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, the lady and I, you know, salute out there to Team Money. Uh, we're looking for a house. We're you know, we have the baby. Obviously, she's two now. Yeah, like her birthday came up. I think during the break, and we just had something small. Still trying to be safe and all things like that. Then um, yeah, we've just been looking for a house for like six or eight months. It feels like forever. We're looking at houses every weekend. Always get, you know, cash offers buying us out. And it's just it's just hard for the average Joe right now because you go into a house and there's already like 15 real estate cards on the table. <laughs> you know, by the time you, you, right. you go see it, as soon as it goes on the market, people are trying to see it, especially the range we're trying to look for. We don't make money. You know, we're like the average kind of Joe, like blue collar people. And everyone, you know, in town is about the same unless you, you know. Like, even you said your parents had trouble, and they're in a different price bracket than I am. Yeah. And it's just it's just tough. It's a struggle. But hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we got something on deck. And, you know, you know we'll be, we'll be wilding out in East Park somewhere <laughs> a little bit. But other than that, I went to, like, San Francisco a couple times. I uh, took a trip to Seattle, you know, with uh, Salute to Maselli, Salute to, you know, my brother, uh, Natty Daddy. Uh, you know, Chris's lady, you know, she'd be working at the, at a uh, record street now, like a bar manager out there, you know, like, uh, we all had fun in Seattle, even though we were there during a heat wave, it was like 95 degrees, ridiculous humidity, nothing had air conditioning just because like Seattle's not used to that. Yeah. I mean, it's not, doesn't get that hot there. It's yeah. Like the hottest day it ever been for consecutive more than two days. And we were there, it was between 95 and 100 every single day. 
no air conditioning in the out. Like if you go to a local bar, probably not air conditioned. Unless you go to like a brewery that's big enough, like that has money, pretty yeah. much money. Yeah, places know? that are going to need, yeah. Yeah, or like a corporate place. Like if you go shopping, like if you go to like North Face or right, any right. of those big ones, like it'll be nice in there, you know. But other than that, super hot, but the vibe was still tight. Uh, you know, salute to um, my homie out there. Uh, you know, it's like BMX Trey 666, I think is like, you know, Instagram handle. It. Salute to you. Uh, he came out one day, toughened it out, you know, just to hang out with us for a couple hours, have a couple beers. And I know the struggle is real because like no one's used to it. No one wants to leave their house where they're comfortable and have some sort of air conditioning. But uh, salute to you and for coming out and hanging out for a little bit. And, you know, giving us a little, you know, stuff to have fun with. Nice. And then, uh, but yeah, just the house, saving up money. Still working from home. I got selected to stay at home, so I don't even need to go back to the office. So your boy's still chilling in sweatpants and a white tee all day at work. <laughs> so it's good. Nice. How was your summer? Uh, it was it was good. It's been a nice break. We, you know, not doing the radio or podcast because we hadn't taken a break like this in a long time. Like since COVID first started, <laughs> yeah. so um it's just been nice to like not have so much because i was also teaching summer school so that you know that was four days a week so it was just nice not to have like i don't know (laughs) such a (laughs) so much like to do every week yeah like my holland board term term, like ended so that's like another although i'm still doing my art (laughs) show which we'll talk about later but like moving forward that'll be like one less thing i have to do you know like it's just it's just nice to get a break and like these last two weeks mm-hmm. since summer school's been off has really been nice. Um, we went to Monterey for the Fourth of July with the fam. Super nice. Like had a beach house. It looked great. Did some yeah, we had like some fantastic. bonfires down on the beach uh-huh. and got to like hang out with all my nieces and nephews. So that was cool. And then uh, we went to San Francisco last weekend. Went to a Giants game. And, you know, Giants to Nick. Nick was the one that got the tickets. He ended up sick, and he couldn't even end up like not even being able to go because like the entire family had the flu. So, uh, but we still made the most of it. Had a good time. Uh, it was nice to get out of the smoke here because it was like yeah. literally like fifty eight and sunny there. And like at the game, it was perfect. Sixty degrees. Like you know, I wore like you know shirt and pants, and was like <laughs> fresh air. Like yeah, like right on the edge of being you know warm. Like it was perfect sitting in the sun, just mm-hmm. ah enjoying it. And then we, you know, mm-hmm. went to the Golden Gate Bridge, and it was like super foggy and like fifty degrees with forty mile per hour winds. And I was like, oh my god, I'm freezing. It this feels great. It gets windy. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. It feels great because it was definitely like a hundred here that day. So yeah. But uh, yeah, getting geared up to school, uh, go back to work next week. So, yeah. you know, all good things must come to an end, yeah. just like our break mm-hmm. and summer. And uh, you tell, know. tell the listeners what you were teaching in summer school. So I taught a class. Is the, the program in school? So I talked about it. I think uh, when I applied, it was a, a program through Upward Bound. Salutes to uh, Mike's wife Kathy and uh, my friend Tara, who they both told me about the job. Um, through Upward Bound, which is a program that targets first-generation college students in lower income and socioeconomic status uh, schools, and the program, like normally, they like the kids spend six week up on campus, and in the morning they have a class, and then they do activities in the afternoon. This year, because of COVID, they just came every day. So, like for in the morning, their class was with me, 
and uh, I had like 16 sophomores through uh, seniors and we did a class on podcasting. So like I taught them eat, they broke into groups and each group developed and produced their own podcast. Uh, I think all of them were eventually able to record three, uh, at least three episodes nice, of their podcast nice. mm-hmm. and interview one person, uh, over the course of the, f- the five weeks. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, it was, you know, it was work. <laughs> no, it was, but like, it was almost. It was fun though. It was like, yeah, it was almost like this, but you got a little bit of change for it. Yeah, they all, they all, they all signed up for it. So the kids were great. I had, um, so they break it up, and I had all the kids from Hug and North Valley. So I had some former students of mine, Ooh, and then better. two former students worked in the program. Well, like they're students at UNR, and they work up at UNR. So they were like, one was our IT guy, and the other one was one of the student workers that helped with the kids. So that was cool. Um, I had like a teaching assistant and she's like a undergrad student. She's like 20. So she might uh, do her practicum this fall with Samantha because she's doing uh, early childhood education. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So it was like a cool experience. I don't know if I'll do it again just because the thing I realized is like no matter how long you teach each day, it's still teaching. Like it mm-hmm. still t- makes you the same amount of tired, whether it's for four <laughs> hours or eight hours. A condensed, um, yeah. So that was the thing. Like, I would come home every day at like one thirty and be like, it'd be like I had worked like a regular day. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I say maybe I'll be like super burned out in October because I really only had like a two week summer, but that's future Sean's problems. Not, not present. No, can't worry about it now. <laughs> nah, it's already over because it's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but that's awesome. Um, Good times. Yeah. Good times over the summer, yeah. And uh, you know, we'll we'll we're, we'll we won't be starting back up after this. Like we'll have a few more weeks uh, to get some other things. We'll talk about later. And then laced laced up because a lot of things is coming strong. On the show. Yeah, yeah, coming strong after that. Yeah, like uh, you know, be on the lookout for some merch out there pretty soon. You know, some uh, things on deck to uh, you know have stuff for you guys we don't need to talk about it we'll be about it you'll see it when it happens don't even worry (laughs) we already talked about it too much you know we we walk the walk over here but i'm excited i'm very i'm very excited big things are happening and you know like i said hopefully hopefully i get a house that's that's (laughs) that's the most stressful part of my life right now like the kid the kid's dope she's two we go on sushi dates and you know we do a lot of father-daughter stuff and family stuff but at the same time like we need to get this house in a market like it is here in Reno, Nevada, it's horrible. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to turn my trade alerts off because uh, you know the, the baseball trading deadline. <laughs> baseball trade, yeah, like NBA like, free agency is <laughs> about to start. We'll talk about it more later. Yeah, no, no, because, look at the alert because like the Giants got some stuff, the Yankees got some stuff, so we got a little sports to talk about later today yeah. too. You know, but first we have a question of the week. Oh, what is it for you? Uh, what's the best part of summer? <sighs> summer nights, because. Like with me and like shooting photography, like it is hot during the day. Nobody comes out a lot. But when it cools down and like, like I remember in like, in like high school, just being out with friends, you know, and now it just, you know, just changed a little bit because now I'm a dad. But like being out hot summer nights where it's like not blazing hot, but you know, you know, it's summer and you're out there, you know, you're having an adult beverage and, you know, hanging out with some friends. I'm shooting some photos and things like that, like those summer nights and you know, they're just like those one of those like long lasting memories that you're going to have all the time, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. 
What about you? It's lake trips. It's ah, like, you love the lake. Yep. Because um, it's so relaxing, you know, and, and mm. we have like people have a bug out bag. I realize like I have a lake bag. Like I have a backpack that has all the things I need uh, to enjoy several hours up the lake. And we've got it dialed in. We've got a nice spot. We've got a group of people like other like minded individuals and teachers who have, you know, we go up during the week usually. And it's good. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning, like I'll, I'll have breakfast, I'll go to the gym, come home and then like change, like make some lunch and then like head up, like we'll head up at like one o'clock. You get up there around two o'clock. There's not so many people there. People start leaving around that time. And by like four or five o'clock, there's no one up there. It's super nice. You get like a nice walk in down to the beach, you know, um, the spot we go to, you know, the water in the lake slow because we're in the middle of a mega drought. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you, like, you literally walk out super far. And, like, normally there's, like, an island you walk to, but now it's all above water. So there's, like, a little bay that's not normally there. And you can walk all the way out to the edge of it where there's these huge rocks. And you can, like, climb on the rocks and jump in. But it's literally, like, you know, you're you're walking – 100 yards 120 yards and the water's like four or five feet deep it's <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah it maybe like five feet deep and then like you get out to these huge rocks and it kind of makes like a natural little coat like yeah. it, it's super cool like it's it's close to a major beach but like far away enough that yeah, uh, don't put it out there yeah i'm not like yeah uh it's far away that you um like you have to park the parking's kind of awkward it is like, I mean, it's not that far of a walk, but it's like a defo of a walk that discourages people from, you know, like bringing a fucking, you know, like they're camping when they're going to the lake for three hours. And probably like all their six children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is more and more kids over there and families just because I feel like the popularity is spreading. But like you can bring your dog, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't have to, like it's, it, it, you can do whatever you want. Everyone's cool because it's not like you're not at like the official you know a beach an where... official beach it's just like a it just happened to be a beach because we're in a drought yeah mm-hmm. and uh everyone's like cool it's like do what you're gonna do just don't be a dick don't leave your glass and yeah stuff don't leave like your that. trash out yeah. there and like, then you do have people who are terrible dog owners because that's a thing they don't pick up their boobs like and stuff. or just they them like their the dogs yeah are out of control like up. i saw the, like, like a child yeah i was like out in the water like sitting on a rock and i watched this like dog the owner's just like calling it for like five minutes and the dog's like you know way away from him like, and like fuck you I'm yeah and the dog like knocks down like a three-year-old who's just you know sitting there playing in the water i'm like if that was my kid like i'd be having some words no. with this dude and like, that's the thing like people like love their dogs as children why don't they treat them a little bit more like children instead of like a well because they're bad uh, parents too because there's yeah. also bad parents <laughs> yeah out there. yeah like there'll be kids like crying or like just like you know, playing with their toys, and or like the wind will come up and their shit will blow away, or like be going out in the water, and I'll like get up and like run and grab it, and like yeah. the parents don't even know what's going on. I'm like, bro, I'm uh. up here lost in the sauce as fuck, and I don't have kids. Like, how are you not watching? And I do better than you. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I'm watching this kid. Like, oh, this is about to happen. Like, all right, all right, you know, like time to go it. save this kid. Yeah, and, and their parents are like trying to have a blast with their po- with their plastic, you know. Budweiser and shit like that. And one thing I have to say, I don't understand people who get mad at people who bring music to like the to water. It's like, a beach. It's a vibe. Like what? what people are like, I don't oh, understand. I want to listen to the waves. Shut the fuck up. 
Like no one goes to the beach to listen to the waves. You listen like, to that you go, at night. You go, yeah, you go to like the shore or like someplace like where there's rocks where the waves are crashing. Yeah, that is relaxing. These like gently lapping waves aren't shit. Like you're like really ruining. Like maybe if people are playing bad music, but I have exquisite taste in music. Like people always uh, will come version. up to me, yeah, and be like, oh, like you're leaving. Like your music's been great, you know. And I just have the little Bluetooth. I'm not being obnoxious or anything, yeah. and like. I put it in our little umbrella that we have so it kind of, you know, like doesn't go super far away. Like, you know, yeah. if people are sitting next to us, like, but I don't understand this whole anti music thing. Like, get better yeah. taste in music. Maybe for the future, up in the mix beach parties. Oh, I, I thought about it. Like, our little spot, I'm like, we could easily. Yeah, and we like, already set up. We so. could easily, like, like haul our shit down here and throw, like, a, yeah. a super dope part. Like, I yeah, there's quick, been a couple quick, times quick where there's generator. been, like, a bunch of college kids having, like, a part like we saw one time, like they brought a fucking barbecue down. Like this dude's literally carrying a gas barbecue, <laughs> like on his back, and his friend was helping hold it. And like, yeah, they like went all out. How many long drinks deep you think he was? Oh, I don't even like. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I have it down to a science. I know like how much to drink. Like it's just you know you get you get the perfect vibes going. <laughs> like you know, salutes to hip hop Johnny. Him and Heather come with that. Like you know, we have like a group of teachers. The Rachel, teachers, yeah. You know, this week Rachel came up there and we had like a little thunderstorm. Scare. Michael's Rachel or Nick's Rachel? Michael's Rachel. Michael's Rachel. And she's like, "We're gonna stick through it." And I'm like, checking the Doppler radar, <laughs> and I'm like, in a half hour it's gonna be gone. Everyone left, and we had the whole beach to ourselves. Yeah, pretty so, soon up in the next beach parties going down. Yeah, yeah, that's my especially, favorite part of summer. Long, especially when long story it, long. Especially, you know, hopefully everything goes back in line next year, you know? Yeah, yeah. At least more people get, you know, to uh, what needs to help everybody out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that basically covers, you know, what we've been doing in, yeah. in, in summer. Um, so saving up money and uh, going to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not spending, like, it's, and literally it's an hour. And we go to we go to a spot near South Lake but and go through Carson, but it's still from, like, Starting my car mm-hmm. here in my driveway to parking at the spot, it's literally like 55 minutes. It's perfect. And that's what I tell what's awesome about Reno. If you love any kind of outdoor activities, hiking, going to like any kind of water source, you know, or, you know, any snow activities, Reno, we're 45 minutes to an hour from the best of all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's world... Like you, you sit down on that view, and it's, you're just like, like people come from all over the world to see this. Yeah. For me, it's a, it's it. To, for me, Backyard. it's like a text at ten o'clock. Like, hey, <laughs> we're go. going to the lake tomorrow. Do you want to go? Yes. Yeah. I don't even have to yeah. do anything. I've mm-hmm. already got my bag packed from last time. Already the your go bag, your bug bag, or my bug out, my bug, bug out, out to bag. Tahoe bag. Yeah. I also, uh, remind me after, but I got this uh, on the on the YouTube's an ad. For this bug out bag for you, it's a bag, but it's it's origamied out. So when you open it up, it's a blanket, a beach blanket. Ooh. So I think that'll be perfect for you, especially in the back of the Subaru with the hatch. That'll slide right in there. You could get all your stuff in there. And once it's all out, origami that thing out to a beach blanket and then transform it back. It's like a transformer. It'll stay in there 24-7, 365. We're like, mm-hmm. I get the, <laughs> we already I keep the camping chairs and the, and the fucking... <laughs> And then and the blanket I have now back there all the time, so we're ready to go. Yeah, I I saw it the other day and I just thought of you. It was fantastic. Nice. 
So now we're going to talk about your your yearly art show, right? Yeah, so the Hip Hop Art Show salutes to everyone that's been helping us out. Mm. Uh, Alana, Britt, Anthony from Neon Babylon. Um, It's Saturday, August 14th. Uh, Typically we have a bunch of artists that make artwork based off lyrics and like there's a theme. But this year we're just doing a celebration of hip hop instead of of artwork, which is kind of hard for people because it's expensive, it's limited. We had a bunch of artists design T-shirts, and like some designers does make T-shirts inspired by hip hop culture and celebrating hip hop culture. So you'll be able to get a T-shirt instead of buying art. Still support Holland Project mm-hmm. and the artists. So uh, I'm. This is gonna be the best set. I'm looking forward to it. We've got a bunch of vendors, including yourself. Yeah, I'll be selling prints, and uh, I'm doing a collab with Neon Babylon. It's been years in the making. And this is going to be a little taste of what's to come in the future. So if you guys like this one, more is going to come out. And ours is more and more about Reno than hip hop, but still, um, it's going to be dope. And I'm going to have prints for sale. Everyone's going to have shirts for sale. So um, it's, it's a celebration of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like free, flea market style. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of different vendors there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neon Babylon, if you haven't seen on the interwebs. <laughs> It's a fire-ass Wells, Wells Avenue t-shirt that will be for sale. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some merch, and then we'll have some live performances. Mm-hmm. Salutes to past guest Josue. Uh, Nile, uh, not Niles. Um, uh, it, oh, just Josue. Yeah. Um, but like uh, his new Hopeful Romantics, we played some of their songs. Stevie Cooper, um, Redfield Clipper. Uh, Enigma Beats. Uh, It's going to be exciting. I'm super excited for that. We'll have a couple food trucks there. Live podcast from Diamond District. Live podcast. Yeah. Salute to the homies. Like we've had them on before. Yes. Salute to those guys. They're going to be doing a live podcast. So, uh, and there'll still be uh, a limited amount of artwork for auction. So you should come check it out Saturday, August 14th. This is a self promotion, but uh, yeah it's it's great let, let me pull up the fire and uh tell like some of the people who are going to be name, well, like name, name everything yeah name drop yeah everyone. and like uh is it it's all right it's all plants i forget i forget the plant we've got two plants people uh the selva sisters maybe i forget what they're called but yeah pull it up i'm over here you know butchering names yeah like you're, I usually you're do. spitballing with, uh, with yeah i'm, I'm usually because i'm the butcher of names as well so so we'll have artwork from uh, s- official sal- salutes to our friend Ruby. She is the official city of Reno uh, artist in residence. Yes. So we'll have art from her, uh, the homie Josie Rock, past guest, Kelsey Rawling, who if you haven't seen, she does amazing artwork. She did the Fugees last year. Er- like every year her artwork is a centerpiece. Uh, the-, the homie Seth McCorkle. Garrett McKeon, who's done some great stuff in the past, and Josue. So our art from them, uh, salutes to the Thermites, uh, Elzo and uh, Jamal will be there, uh, you know, DJing. Uh, we'll have live uh, podcast from Diamond District. We'll have performance from Hopeful Romantics. And then we have a bunch of vendors, Wave Check, Wit Reno, Ming Supply, Chamoy Me, uh, Ichiban Streetwear, The Plants Are All Right, La Selva do, uh De dos mujeres. De dos mujeres, yeah. Um, perfectly numb vintage, saucy cells, Della Photo. And uh, we'll have merch from Neon Babylon, Hoff Goods, salutes to Haley. I saw her uh, her design mm-hmm. yesterday, Hayden Lyle. And up in the mix, salutes to Katie Smith and her man yeah. for uh, you know, h- hooking us up with the graphics for that. So 
that's just some of the stuff uh the 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 churro bar people will be there serving their delicious churros the second food truck will be locked soon and and confirmed and uh yeah uh spoken views reno will be there ian will be doing some stuff a couple other people uh it'll be a great time so Uh, come out yeah super excited uh the event's always fantastic yeah and that was just like just like a little different just you know because trying to switch things up but i usually you know throw down the events great because like wu-tang (laughs) hip-hop is for the people and the show is so we're trying to make it more accessible Mm-hmm. and uh everyone who comes you know anyone can afford a t-shirt yeah you, you might not be able to f- afford you know a painting that's two hundred dollars like an original yeah mm-hmm. you know you can inf- you can buy a twenty dollar twenty five dollar t-shirt thirty bucks you know like or a oh, hoodie or whatever. yeah like I'll, I'll be selling prints as well so it'll be great all nice and matted and ready to go but uh yeah that's that we'll talk more about it uh, on the next episode when we, we talk, because it'll be after that. And we'll wrap it. <laughs> but uh, next up, Caesar, it's news time. World news. So, as it is, you know, this is just life we live. Fire and smoke <laughs> season has been in full effect super early yeah. this year with the terrible air quality and fires burning, like, like basically north of us and south yeah. of us, all around us. It's crazy. I was talking to uh, Nick Giselle's uh, mother the other day. Uh, so it's you, Pam. But, uh, yeah, I was like, how long has it been since we had, like, a clear summer, you know, where we didn't have to worry about, like, smoke and air quality coming out in, like, five, six years, I think? Yeah. Sounds pretty Something good. Something like, we didn't have to consider. Now I'm, like, familiar with air quality, like, where to look it up and see and, and know, like, all right, like, don't leave the windows open tonight because the help, you know, it's going to fuck up your sinuses or whatever. Like, yeah, as we get all their sinuses, or like, you just feel so much tired. Well, I like, mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's literally unhealthy. It's mm-hmm. like, don't go outside. And like, mm-hmm. people are like, fuck that. I'm like, and yeah, I see people complaining. I'm like, you know, like, I guess it, don't listen to the scientists. Mm. Like, what the fuck do they know? Like, some conspiracy <laughs> to keep you inside because there's smoke. Like, just don't go outside for you know a day or a two. day or two. Yeah, it clears. Like, and it's just like, and you notice like uh, I shot photos like at a family picnic, uh, birthday, and when I got back and I was only out there for like two hours, and I just felt tired, just like, just like drugged down, and, and like it's yeah, it's you're up. literally you know inhaling pollutants and bad mm-hmm. things into your lungs that. You know, you shouldn't. So I, I just, yeah. it sucks. Like, hopefully, I mean, how long, <laughs> like how much of California and Nevada and, you know, can burn, you know, like it's, it's crazy. Luckily those two fires though, because of the rain this week mm-hmm. have pretty much been uh, put, especially the one South of us is like near, I forgot what that was called. The Tamarack fire, maybe Tamarack, maybe yeah. the um, Tamarack might be North. Cause I feel with the Tamarack one, a lot of people on, on pyramid were getting affected. Because it yeah. was kind of like going I don't know. the one to the south of us was definitely put out by and helped uh, by the rain because a lot of thunderstorms off Tahoe, obviously. Mm-hmm. The one to the north had been combined into two fires. That one was so crazy; it created like its own fire tornado and had its own weather going because it was there's the one to the south was a lot of more sagebrush and less trees to start, but this one was up in the forest. Like I know Frenchman's was decimated. Like mm-hmm. it, it's sad, um, but. You know, it's it's part of living in the times we do. Especially with all the droughts, you know, and like 
once again, science goes back into effect where they're creating its own weather, all that heat and pressure that's going on there. It creates its own little clouds. It creates its own wind because, you know, if you guys don't know, the sun and the heat create wind. <laughs> so, yeah. Look at you. Sometimes I drop a little science, you know, unofficial teacher. And then <laughs> this is a wild ass story. So uh, we're gonna I, have we gotta have Bob on from This Is Reno. Yeah. Uh, so the Reno Police Department started a new hashtag, and uh, you know they're supposed to protect and serve this community. Yes. And the hashtag was hashtag Fuck This Is Reno because This Is Reno is the only pl- people that ever hold them accountable for anything, and like they do public service or public information requests, which like require them by law, like the law states they have to release information about certain things. And this is Reno. We'll put the request in, and the RPD is always trying to duck them uh, because they're fucking full of shit. <laughs> and um, yeah. this is Reno reports on it, and you know, like, sh- like, just shows what's up. And of course, predictably, the police in their fucking arrogant, douchey, fucking fuckboy ways uh, started this hashtag. Like, it was like the official spokesperson like got caught on camera and tape talking about this. Like how is if like how is this guy not fucking fired? Like how is this allowed to happen? But you know, police officers can do whatever they want. Yeah, and it's just funny because like in Florida, there's a law in Florida where like every police action has to be public knowledge. So that's why when that's we here too though, that's not just Florida. Okay, that's what no, I'm saying. no, but it, then because that's why we get all these crazy stories from Florida, like Florida man and stuff like that. Because it's on the news all the time, but here they're always ducking and they're always trying to do other things. Yeah. To like block that block that law. But it should be, you know, like that's why people like think Florida's so funny and things like that. Well Well the st- Florida law doesn't have to do with police, it just has to do with public information of people involved mm-hmm. in things. So it's like court documents and shit like that. They just have more open sharing of that yeah. type. Like this the like the public the Florida law doesn't specifically deal with police. It's more like uh emergency room shit and like any like that stuff's all public too. Okay. That's how you get all those wild stories, because like a lot of them don't involve police. It's just like you hear some Florida man, yeah, uh, Florida, yeah, again, Florida, 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 does Florida, Florida man and woman out there, all of you guys. I know it's a broad thing, but they're all the same. Yeah, like <laughs> thanks for the stories. But uh, you should support. This is Reno. If you don't, yeah, they're fantastic. Um, Salute to Jerry out there. Yeah, um, like they've got great reporting. If, if mm. following local events, support them because uh, it's like. All and, online and, and, and they like to dive based. deep. They like to dive real deep, not just well. They're like looking out for stuff. us. Yeah, like they're not. Mm-hmm. They don't have some corporate overlord, you know, telling them what to report on. Obviously, look if you're like a reporter and you're pissing people off, you know you're doing a good job because yeah. he also the same fucking week or like maybe the same time this happened. Bob Conrad, like the the guy in charge, Bob. Mm-hmm. Got a uh, like a award from the mayor for like his excellent reporting and shit, like all the stuff they're doing for the community, and then mm-hmm. Reno Police did that. So you know, like I don't know, you I'll let you make your own judgments <laughs> on who's in the wrong here and like yeah. who you should be upset with. But one of these things is saying they sh- they serve and protect you, and the other one's actually doing it. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's why we have to you know put our word out there and like get these guys to be accountable for their actions because they should be held at a higher thing because they're they're paid to serve and protect us. And, you know, they're not... Salutes to Uncle Ben. Mm -hmm. 
you know, <laughs> fucking Spider-Man's uncle. With great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Every fucking person's heard that shit, except yeah. for police officers, apparently. <laughs> well, they heard it and just like put it in their back. I got higher standards to teach shit and yeah. we, than these dudes. Anyways, let's no. let's talk about other idiots. But there, uh, there, there are some good ones out there, you know. Salute to, like, I know you guys, you know, like Chuck and Alan and stuff like that, like. But it's just like sometimes those bad apples, you know, fuck shit up. And those bad apples are at a higher pay grade than the good bad apples. So I'll take your word for it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, People still aren't getting vaccinated and the Delta variant is taking over. And I know people Mm. are getting, you know, they just made a mask mandate and. uh, As a vaccinated person, you know, I'm trying, you know, like. It's try- kind of getting kind of getting tired of you know doing stuff to help other people who won't help themselves. Exactly, like the it's hard. Uh, like when we were talk- part of me is like, yeah. eh. well, eh. when we were talking to uh, the Alabama governor, what's her name, uh, Kay Ivy, was like, you try your best. You can't you can't force people to do things, but she's starting to blame unvaxxed people. Yeah. You know, yeah, like I, that was funny, but like also fuck her because she also like. <laughs> wasn't following the mask mandate last year before the vaccination and like wasn't helping things out anyway. Like now she's all frustrated. Like you're part of the problem <laughs> fucking lady. Um, in your Southern draw, like it was yeah. funny to hear her say that, but like all of us were saying the same shit about you a year ago. So go fuck yourself. She probably makes great biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's rich. No, she, she probably had a servant that made some good ass fucking biscuits. Uh. <laughs> with the real lard, some of you know what I'm talking about. No, but, you, gotta, uh, you gotta use that good fat. Look, get a vac, get vax, people. Like we're getting tracked way more, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what to say at this point. Yeah, do it. It just you know, people are worried about the government putting chips in there, but uh, your phone hears everything you say and puts it Look, out there. All you have to know about it is rich white people got it. What more do you need to see? No, exactly. When rich white people were cutting the line to get it, like all those, like, what more do you need to see at an, that point? An, exa- Come on. an example, Trumpito was one of the first people to get it. The first people in America. Like, if they had started it. giving it to, like, all the poor countries and brown people first, I would have been like, hmm, hold up. But the, but no, but the poor it countries was like, are getting it last. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. how you know that shit's working. <laughs> yes. Because, like, Africa and South America don't got no vaccines, but America got too many. That's how you know, like, oh. (laughs) It's something. It's just like everything else. We got so much, we fucking waste it while everyone else is just sitting around waiting for it. You got to see what the rich white people or just rich people in general are doing. Like, our country's so fucking privileged. Like, we throw away shit other people would kill for. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we fucking won't. We will fucking throw away and bitch about being given something that other people are willing to die for. That's fucking America in a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> like, it's so fucking, uh, like... It's ridiculous. Like, I would always tell my students that, like, watch a documentary where these kids walked, like, 20 fucking miles, you know, through, like... Like, there's this kid in Africa who, like, 20 miles through the fucking uh, jungle, like, not jungle, like, the savannah with lions and shit to go to school. And I'm like, and your fucking lazy ass won't fucking get out of, wake up at fucking seven to get here on time? 
or do your report online, like at, at your desk. You don't have to leave, like especially with the pandemic. You just had to go to your laptop. There's girls in Afghanistan who are risking death to like hide. They have to like fucking hide from the Taliban just to go learn to read. And your fucking dumbass won't even fucking read a book. <laughs> like that's why America's slipping right there. We ain't got no fucking hustle. Nah. And that's why, like, when people come from other countries and come here and make a striving business, because they're about to hustle. That's why they're always immigrants. They're about to hustle. Yeah. Like, like, like a lot of people here just want stuff given to them, and it doesn't work that way. you got to work for it. Yeah. Like, Like, we're too comfortable here. Yeah. People ain't got no hustle or drive or nothing. Like, Sean and I have multiple jobs, you know? It's not just, like, oh, our 9 to 5 is just fine, you know? Our I mean, nine to five just feeds us like, yeah. no, nah, we, we want more. We want to do better. But, you know, America. Some of you got it too good already. You yeah. already made it. And yeah. you're like, eh, I'm just going to fuck this away. <laughs> yeah. Nah. And bitch about it. Like, you're in decay. Mm-hmm. You, you lost that edge. <laughs> soft. Yeah. And it's the people who are always complaining about people being soft who are the softest. Yes, they are. They're the, the, it's kind of like the loudest guy in the room is the wackest or weakest in the room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the same thing. It's the same you know? thing. The people who are always bitching about participation trophies get the most participation trophies. Oh, yeah, exactly. The people who bitch most about fucking, you know, being tyranny by wearing a mask are the people who do the most oppression. But anyways, let's talk about our our girl ScarJo. Oh, ScarJo. Suing Disney. Suing Disney. So she is very upset that they released the you know black her, widow her, her solo movie. yeah her solo movie at uh streaming as well as theaters at the same time because part of her contract is she gets some of the she gets Eight. a percentage of the earnings yes, from theater from release yeah from the theater releases so now that they split it up she said you obviously know, she lost money because she, she doesn't get that 30 dollars from disney plus mm-hmm. so now and it's and She's mainly doing it to because like companies like Disney, they're so big that they kind of like fuck over all the actors and stuff like that because they're so big and they're not going to sue. But she is suing, especially mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. because they have to take you know some of the like they take she, a lot. They take a lot of brunt. Don't there's already been like yeah, like she was not getting paid as much as some of her co-stars in the past, and mm-hmm. like that's been a thing. So now to like when she finally has her own movie where she should you know mm-hmm. she's a lead. It's about her character. She should should be paid the most. They do this to her. Like even mm-hmm. Kevin Feige, uh, the head of uh, Marvel for Disney, was like upset the way Disney handled this because he thought they should have made it right through mm-hmm. her and not let like let it come to her actually filing a lawsuit. Like she tried to work it out, but these corporations will screw you over whenever they can. Like we talked with Dave Chappelle. Like yes, any chance they get, they're gonna fuck you over, and that's what they do because that's how they operate. They do it to us on the daily. In every aspect of our lives, and they won't not do it unless you make them. Mm-hmm. So she's just fighting them, suing them. You know, supposedly it's like around fifty million dollars that she was, because usually now Marvel movies make a billion at the box office. You know, even even like Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, which is not like a popular Marvel movie, almost made a billion. It was like mm-hmm. nine hundred million or something, you know. These numbers are estimates. Yeah, they're probably messy as fuck. I don't know. But like, but they usually make like a billion, like um, you know, definitely like a end game and stuff like that. A billion at the box office, world worldwide. So she's losing on a lot of change because even though she gets like a percent, even though it's a small percentage compared to like what Disney's getting and the theaters are getting, 
it's it's money in your pocket. So yeah. And that's her livelihood. That's her work, you know. So so I hope I uh, hope good good comes from her. We'll see. I I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. But once again, uh corporations slash government, you know. So government is selling that that one off Wu Tang album. I saw that because uh, Martin Scarelli, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they got he his, got indicted and, and stuff. And like, yeah, he had to like they give up it? all his stuff, give up his assets. And this is one of them. So the government, it's like it's like you know when they see those auction sells from a drug drug dealer car or whatever. They got the Wu Tang album at the auction down the, on so Saturday. So it, it's already been sold, but they won't even like undis- they won't disclose the amount. You know, because it's probably like millions of dollars. No, it's probably those things are cheap, bro. Yeah, super nah, cheap. Nah. Are, you never been to the police auction, bro? Come on, they got good deals there. But I, I guarantee another pharmacist bought this. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it wasn't a pharmacist. Hopefully, it's cursed. And then, if that that did happen, that's what that's what would. And then they get caught next, yeah. and it just goes down like a string of no no real hip hop heads gonna hear it. But exactly, it's, but Tang, it's, this but it's a, gonna help the universe. Exactly, <laughs> this is Wu Tang doing it for the people, bro. Is their master is RZA's master plan? Yes, they made a cursed album. <laughs> to just all it does is fucking get fuck boys and and uh, bad people indicted. Get, yeah, and corporate people that are fucking because like what uh, what does Snooki do? He like uh, this AIDS drug that was like super cheap, and they found out that it was working for people. He uh, upped the price five thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, the people who do need it can't even afford it. The insurance won't even pay for it. So, you know, fuck him. Yeah. I don't mm. think that's exactly what happened, but it's along those lines. Yeah. Who raised the price? Of saving. Oh, some drug, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it was like an AIDS drug or something. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. He yeah. was already our fuck boy of the week. <laughs> A long time ago, so... But uh, now it's time for your song of the week this week. Ooh. We got some brand new music. Uh, Marlon Craft, oh, out of New York, always with the bars. And uh, my song of the week is with uh, Hala by Marlon Craft. He has some bars. Listen and enjoy and digest it. So. Oh my God. A lot of y'all just want some shit to critique But your ass can't listen in the midst of a speech As long as the cool table still got limited seats And you try and argue your way and you'll be sitting with sheep Yeah we so quick to just speak, addicted to peaks, but life lived in the middle is sweet. Chasing highs, avoiding lows, never time to even learn. Usually ones getting louder, don't even believe their words. I'm from New York, we was taught not to feed the birds, but ain't a hungry pigeon in sight these days. Politely, hey, the shit we give it hype be fake. I wonder a lot of days what good is progression if it's all built on lies. Lost our ability to evaluate. Need to recalibrate. I read your little tweets. I think your passion fake. Everyone want eat, but it's rare that they want have the steaks that I have embraced. Man, have a plate. A keep acting like this shit don't matter. Acting like we ain't the blueprint for the kids going after. Acting like we ain't the ones who made it cool to not know and not try and not grow as long as you got hoes, right? I feel responsibility to declare you flopping. And I do my duty free like airport shopping. Won't take the culture name in vain. You a junkie, um, dudes just won't be liked. Even if that means they won't be wrong. Claim they cold, but that's fear. They present the same shivering, covering up, unrelenting games. Yeah, 
They want the fame, they don't want the pain, they want to be Marlin. They don't want work at the other name. Mission to avoid the cubicle, turn to a calling. I ball and I'm musical, Esperanza Spalding. Yeah. I'm the best out, debate your mother. She probably saw me on MSNBC and loved it. I'd rather have these dialogues within the culture. But this payola these days is undercover. I guess it ain't payola when it's just a whole structure. Like the same thing on the table is somehow better than under. I shout shit, they ain't got the balls to utter. Appalled, disgusted how I live. I don't know how you ain't. The money's there, but the value ain't. I run circles round you dudes till I'm out of shape. Yeah. So fuck you and your little pouty face. No one ever cared about mine. I had to prove I wasn't pussy every day my whole life. If they look at me like a trust fund, baby, one more time, I might slap the shit out your face. Open hands so you understand you ain't worth the risk of a broken hand. Only spend time with my people, really know the plan. You just fear this lion, cause all you know is lamb. And that ain't halal, brother. That ain't halal, brother. Talking to the God. Welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week, Halal by Marlon Kraft. Yeah, he just has bars all the time. He is not disappointing. No. And he, I love he it. He keeps coming through. Yeah. And I feel like he stays salty and that helps drive. Like, <laughs> he's one of those people who's he's like, you know, his, his music is not um, happy go lucky. His shit's just serious. And it's about real life stuff. It's hard body karate. Yeah, Yeah, and it's about real life stuff. In real life, that's what it is. It's not all about, like, I know, like, back in the 90s, you know, Diddy made everything, like, all about gold chains and glitter and, like, you know, fancy-ass jumpsuits, you know? But life isn't really like that, you know? And kids nowadays, that's a lot what they see, except for, like, you know, like Marlon Craft or... um, is it like Vince Staples that's like a little bit different and stuff like that? And just things things are not like that in real life, you know? Yeah. So, you know, salute to Marlon Craft. Salute to my brother. He sent me this other Marlon Craft song, and uh, it's good. But then when I went onto the interwebs, it was like, oh, brand new hot one that just came out, I think, what, like, you know, the 28th or something like that. A couple days ago, yeah. And oh, fire. And it's just like, it makes me angry. It's kind of like a mortal technique when he used to like come <laughs> out with stuff, you know? And it's just like stuff that makes it like, it's not necessarily like I'm going to do like bad shit or anything like that, but like row that energy in me to start doing more good than bad. Like, you know, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Back to Uncle Ben. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, I would always stay in our hearts. That's why Spidey's such a like he's such a beloved character, you know? He's a he's a kid most of the time in the comics. It obviously switches because it's comics, you know? Yeah. But uh a kid. When a kid like that, he has all the power in the world. He's stronger than like, you know, or just as strong as like Captain America. But it's just, it's like a you know, a basic moral dilemma, yeah. like dilemma that it's written beautifully through uh-huh. the character of Spider Man. And people nowadays, not even police officers, you know? So, I mean, they've never been. But anyways, yeah. uh, let's talk about sports. Oh, we've, it's been good in sports. It's been good in sports. NBA, you know, like while we were gone, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA title. They beat the Phoenix Suns. More respect to Giannis. Of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Giannis Attentacupo just taking over. I can't say his name, so I just say Giannis. And I know it because of Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the NBA draft was this past week. Uh, the uh, yeah. 
There's a big trade. Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, the Warriors had two draft picks, two lottery picks. So I was like reading up mm-hmm. so much on the draft. Uh, NBA Reddit's a, a great place to get lost when you've got you know <laughs> hours of time yeah. to kill. And uh, free agency starts next week. So yeah, so we'll like, happens. where's Lillard? Lillard gonna go? You know, like Dame Dalla out there, like you know, best best NBA rapper ever. You yeah. know. And where's he going to go? Like, obviously, like, Westbrook's going to L.A. There was potential for him to go to L.A., potential Golden State, but it's not a good fit. Real sports fans know and things like that. So I hope he stays in Portland because I want to, you know, salute to you, Salty Brad. Let's go up there to see, you know, Dame Dollar. Maybe we'll run into him. Maybe he'll rap, but probably not. It's only a pipe dream. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, uh... I always have dreams of running into celebrities in real life, but it never happens. The Olympics started, but uh, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna say some things that mm-hmm. people aren't gonna like. Fuck Same. the Olympics. Yeah, especially they're so fucking whack. They're so uh, corrupt. Mm-hmm. It, it's bullshit. It, you know, like they got a bunch of fucking yes. frilly sports. They're racist. They're sexist. There's just so much going on. I can't fuck with the Olympics no more. I don't give a shit at all. I used to love the Olympics. Yes. Watching track and field and shit. They got too many fucking sports. Mm-hmm. They got too many dumb sports. They don't have like actual sports that people play in there. They've got like all these rich white people sports that no one can, you know, like dressage and shit, like horse, like no one even knows what the fuck that shit is, or like this kayaking stuff. Like, come on, bro, and like, come on, bro. They got the X Games uh, for some of this, like, and they just, but they treat people bad, like uh, the no, they the treat the, because para- it's all about the money. They yeah. treat people like garbage, and like like the para Paralympics, like that Becca Meyer, she was blind and deaf. And they didn't want to, like, give her any help for her to, like... She had to drop out. She had to go through um, Tokyo. She had to do it on her own. And in the last Olympics, they did the same thing to her. And she had to, like, get her parents to come and help her because she wouldn't even leave her hotel room because she didn't have any help out there. It's just a way for these, like, corporations to make money every four years while we pretend to Mm -hmm. care about these fucking people who, like, spend their entire lives struggling to, like, get to this thing. And then it's cheapened by all this other bullshit. Like, it's so, like, the, the, the host countries and cities end up in debt from it. Like, most of the people of japan don't even want it in their country because they're in the middle of a huge COVID outbreak and they have all these people coming from around the world they're not even allowing guests in but it's too much money for them not to fucking do it like it's so fucking like yeah like in china when they did all like all these new buildings and stuff like that at beijing they're like they can't even like rent stuff out they can't even like they try to use the the swimming one as like a like a gym that's the thing like membership and they couldn't even do that the thing is it's like they're so expensive that the average person can't afford to use them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just dumb. Like, they need to have it on a rotating thing. And, like, they need to have whole countries instead of cities host it. And they just need to do it in countries that, like, don't need to build anything to host it. Like, I'm sorry. If that big means cities, Big cities that are already set up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, if that means your, your country can't afford it, like, that's okay. Like... These countries are going bankrupt. You're better off mm. without it. Gee, like like yeah. Brazil, like a Brazil, like uh, yeah, it's Brazil just, done fucked up because they were uh, moving. They had to like uh, kick all these people out of their um, of their houses in the favelas. I forget what favelas. Favelas. So they they didn't even like give them another place to stay. They just straight up kicked them out, 
and tore down their houses that they've built for you know a generation. Here's or the two. dark secret: mm-hmm. that shit started in '96 in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but it was black people in in America, so no one talked. Like it's been mm-hmm. like it happens every Olympics; they do that yeah. shit and just get swept out. And like the whole process of awarding it is super corrupt. There's so much bribes. Like we were joking, like what was worse, the IOC or that runs the Olympics or FIFA, FIFA who runs <laughs> soccer. Soccer, but I was like. Yeah. FIFA just involves like a sport. The IOC involves entire fucking governments yeah. and countries and nations. And with you their have fucking to corruption. and you have to bid for it, like you're bidding for a house. And like you oh, have yeah. to pay of like front, the people uh, yeah. who decide. Yeah, it's bullshit. So, but you know, I don't know. But we do have you know Paris out there. Salutes to Paris, represented women BMX and uh, Reno Sparks. Yeah, from Reno East Sparks. You know, everybody knows her. Everybody's room for her. So hopefully she does well. You could actually bet on her, you know. The salute to uh, Chris Maselli once again. Ooh. He sent me a screenshot. It is, uh, I think, nine to one. You put ten bucks, you win ninety bucks. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna look that up right yeah. now. So, so yeah, yeah. So Maselli, Maselli, you know, um, just like so, you know, bet a little bit of money on sports, you know, like. Everyone has a little bit of vices, you know, and if you don't have a vice, don't, don't fucking defend don't it. Trust you. Don't defend it at all. <laughs> don't fucking, he can do what he wants. He's a grown man. I know. I Chris, know. I got your back. We're I not know. fucking defending you. But, but, but no, but it's Talk weird. about Paris, not about fucking. Defending. But, but it's just weird to bet on the Olympics. Why? I don't know. We just talked about how it's all about money. Like we're yeah. not supposed to think like, but it, I, I'm just not a betting man. That's just why, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> betting on the olympics either but but if someone wants but to, yeah but you know paris like and she recently just came out you know that she's gay and it's like a big thing in like a bmx world kind of like you know because it's run by men kind of like all most all the sports out there and she's you know being her true self and you know weight lifted off her shoulder and you know salute to her I was very excited to see that. Um, you know, I've known her since she was a kid, and yeah, and just I've known to see her, yeah. everything uh, mm-hmm. she's become. You know, it's great. It's you could, you love to see it. Yeah, and she like even moved across the country, like literally to North Kakalaki out there, where you know Ryan Nyquist, and because he's the coach for uh, the women's uh, BMX, and you know, salute to Ryan, salute to Kyle Carlson, who also runs, you know, helps with Vital BMX. We talked about it a lot. And he's like, yeah, because of everything, he's like, he can't even go over there, you know? It's just pretty much athletes and just, like, the huge network. They send a couple of people, and that's it. It's nothing like before. And, you know, it's obviously later as well. But, you know, hopefully she does good. I have very a lot of faith in her. She's learned a lot of new tricks, and she has a good head on her shoulder, you know? So, you know, so these two pairs were rooting for you. And, uh, you know, we all love you. Mm-hmm. So now we got what TV and movies? Yeah. So did you get a chance to see Black Widow? Uh, I have not yet. Okay. So I did. No, obviously no spoilers, but uh, the villain was tight. The story was like kind of good too, but how they executed it was, yeah, I don't know. It was a little too. I think they tried too much to be like a a spy movie than mm-hmm. like a Marvel movie, and. They try to like be in the middle in that gray area, and it didn't work for me. Hmm. So, I did see it in the theaters. You know, we had a little date, T Money and I, and it was just like, you know, even though I was a little lost in the sauce, and usually that makes movies better for me, but you know, it didn't work this time. It didn't work this time, so I might have to see when I'm not lost in the sauce again. You know, probably when it's free on Disney. (laughs) 
within like the next month. Right. Because what is it, 45 days or something, like 90 days or something like that, where it finally goes free off the premium thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It was just the villain, like Taskmaster was fantastic. The villain was fantastic, but just how they portrayed some stuff. And obviously they're trying to connect certain things, obviously, because they came out later and there's all the Marvel shows on Disney. So I don't know. It didn't get really the tip of the fitted, but it was, you know, they got my money. Yeah. I, I supported you, ScarJo. So what's up? That's yeah, that's what I mean. They got your money. That's all that matters mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. But something we both love is fucking Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso season two. It's fucking back, and I'm fucking excited. I, I, wanna go, go, I should have gone back and watched season one. I thought we had yeah. a, a couple more weeks. But uh, if you haven't seen season one, Ted Lasso, it's on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. uh, great show. Jason Sudeikis plays a football coach that moves to England and to becomes a football <laughs> coach. Yeah. And it's just great. It, 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 yeah. it's, if you're a coach, if you're a teacher, uh, it's definitely for you because it's just all about – he's just the most positive, supportive yes, yes. Uh, role model you could be. And just watching him navigate, like, the cynical world of sports is great. And I'm yeah, excited for season two. Especially since he comes from, like, a, a, like low-grade uh, football to, like – uh, the very one of the highest in like you know football with soccer aka soccer in the world you know mm -hmm. and it's obviously for like some negative reasons and like so much stuff happens and so good you know like i don't know it makes me want to eat more biscuits all the time <laughs> <laughs> especially if it's from him he's cooking it fantastic or baking lemon, ba lemon bars yeah so but it's so it's so funny check it out if you yeah. haven't um Season two just started. There's only a couple episodes out, so mm -hmm. it's not like a huge commitment. There, there's only like ten episodes in season one, and yeah. they're only like a half hour long. So, man, they're all funny. Yeah, and also this other Apple TV one I've been watching is physical, and is based in the '80s about um, this girl that you kind of see. She's like does this crazy aerobics. How they play it off the first episode, but um, obviously there's there's a bunch of stuff with. Um, like women like eating disorders and like how they look in you know how they run the family and stuff like that back in the <laughs> 80s no no you do a terrible job of like what is the prim like well like i don't want to give too much but like tell us what the show's about you said there's there it's eating disorders that's what you described so far and you keep saying stuff like so eating disorders and like okay. the show's about women with eating disorders no so so that's what so you no, said but so no far. no but it's a little bit a little bit about it what is the show about so this woman, her husband is like running for office, but she has like a disorder and she like wastes a bunch of money. Like her there they waste like her life their their savings, right? And with the savings he's trying to do like run for in San Diego, like run for council, but they have no money. But then she finds aerobics with this other girl and they're trying to do a side hustle with like making videos. There we go. Okay. With like videos with aerobics, okay. but she also has an eating disorder. And, like, she's trying to, like, balance um, her lying to her husband about, like, losing this money, all the money they had saved up because he was a teacher in San Diego, smart guy. They Again, came, mm -hmm. you, if you're confusing me, like, too many details. That's what happens to get a little lost. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Just, so, yeah. So the show just, is about a, a woman whose husband is running. She uses their money up. She starts the side hustle. It's about like her trying to make money and trying to and deal with like the issues of being a woman and eating disorder and yeah, all that. Yeah. Boom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
That is a synopsis that I've given based off translating My your, <laughs> your meandering yeah. description of the show. And the way it's shot, especially like you know, being a photographer, the you know director of photography does a fantastic job. The colors, the you know the mood is fantastic too. Nice. So yeah, and like it's still in the first season. Like it's almost it's almost done. And uh, what what brought it up was Cecilia when we were hanging out the other day. She's like, I've been watching this show physical, and I was like, I've been watching it too. It's so, on Apple TV. Apple TV once again. And the benefits of Apple TV. They have money in the bank to like hire really good writers, really good, you know, everything compared to like other stuff that pops up. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it took us a while to realize we had it, but we, cause we get it for free through Samantha's <laughs> stuff. And once we did, yeah, we started watching all the Apple shows. It was great. No, and then like, uh, did you guys see C yet? The one with uh, Jason Momoa? No. So that, that, that first season's good. Second season's coming out. Uh, I mean, again, yeah, we don't watch that much TV. Mm-hmm. Like you watch way more TV. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you work from home, <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Apple TV making some bangers. All right. Well, next up, we have our petty move of the week. Ooh, um, the man. If you don't like, how do you say his name? Talib Kweli <laughs> is just fucking out of control on the internet. Like. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. Like he has his podcast. His Twitter's wild too. And his Twitter, I can't even because he gets into it with any person that comes for it. Brat, just he starts just, spraying. He gets in, in. He gets in internet fights like we breathe air. It's so fucking crazy. So if you follow him on on Instagram uh, or Twitter, you want to see some pettiness? Just go to his fucking feed every day. He uh-huh. is like constantly getting into it. And like these racist ass people can't help themselves, and he puts them on blast. It's great. Like, what's the latest one? Uh, this latest one was actually a good story. Like, he posted a video. We probably all seen it of like the white guy in the rap battle who says "nigga" in front of everyone, and then gets pu- like, like starts brag, like brag, like they tell him not to, and he does it, and then the dude just like knocks him out with one punch. <laughs> and like he posted about it like a year ago, and it happened, and called the guy out. And the guy argued with him, but like the guy actually reached out to him and was like apologized and said he like realized why he shouldn't use that word as a white person, and just like. How it talked about how he was ignorant of you know like racism and how he came across to black people in like his you know rapping and his style and his shit talking and like thanked Quali for engaging with him and like being respectful and and giving him like resources to like find out why he was wrong and address his ignorance. So like yeah. in like Quali shared the whole you know he sh- he he talked about how he did it last year and called him out but like also like reached out to him and uh it was a positive thing so sometimes petty does lead to good to good it's not always bad it's when you said the white guy dropping the m-bomb and it just reminded me of the guy at the bodega with the iced tea and just knocked that guy i was like we're from the same neighborhood i could say it and then blah i just blasted him with the iced tea to the the most satisfying videos i've ever (laughs) seen in my life and it's just like you know like even anthony brought it up he's like caesar i know like like you don't even say that. I'm like it's not in my vocabulary. Like I'm not, you know, it doesn't. It's not. It's not. It's not for me. It's not yeah. nothing. You know, like so. It's not in my vocab. Even though like I have, you know, what they like to say is like, oh, I got black friends. You know, like no, but I don't say it. It's not in my vocab. I shouldn't say it. Like you know. Yeah. It's just like that's it. 
But yeah, if you want some petty, just check out Talib Kweli. And he's funny, and his podcast too. Podcast is good. Yeah, yeah. he's thoughtful. Yeah, but like his, you know, he's kind of messy sometimes on the internet. With yeah, especially people. Twitter. Like go go to Twitter. Like, all I'm gonna say is when you argue with idiots, you both look stupid, and <laughs> that's kind of him sometimes. Even yeah. though he's making great points, and I agree with him, I'm like, why are you stupid to these people's? And that's why on Facebook I stopped commenting on back on a lot of people's stuff. Yeah, he just posted a meme. Um, just post the gu- guy taking the shit out to the garbage for their trash. Definitely. But uh, anyways, I changed my song because <laughs> uh, this week I read a like a huge ass thing about Sublime. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of their self-titled album, which was released like a couple months after Bradley Noel, the lead singer, overdosed from heroin, mm. and just like tracks their whole journey of like their rise. Uh, in Long Beach, and it just talks about Long Beach culture and how, like, they were just in a unique position because of Long Beach and, like, their influences. And they were, like, the the first, like, American group kind of to, like, authentically blend, like, the Caribbean sound of reggae and some of their stuff in, in with, like, hip-hop and punk and ska and why they became so popular and just, like, they're, they're, they're fucking, it's like a tragedy, like the the drug their drug problems and just how everything unfolded so uh they're obviously a huge influence on both of us because we're you know we're kids yeah from know, that we grew era. up yeah. in the you know we grew up in the 90s it, they were impossible to escape uh being from the west coast and you know they they were able to cross over to hip-hop like they, they were with Snoop, like snoop dogg yeah. gave them the co-sign and this was like snoop dogg uh, in the 90s yeah. like Snoop Dogg, you know, they worked with Farside, they worked with Wyclef, mm-hmm. you know, they did covers of, you know, they talked about KRS-One and the Beastie Boys and, like, how hip-hop influenced them, so they were really in, authentic dudes. Yeah, they were in video games, like, they were in Tony Hawk and Dave Mira. So, uh, like, my song of the week is Bad Fish by Sublime, c- celebrating its 25th anniversary, so, uh, you know, for all you fans or people who forget, like go throw on some Sublime, and uh, it's it's a perfect summertime tunes. Definitely. So, salute, listen, and enjoy. Underneath my bed, but I ain't got no core. 
guys that was sean's song of the week and it was bad fish by sublime classic yeah like i said uh the article it was on the ringer uh if you mm. want to read it um there's like a whole documentary being made about them and just uh t- like tracks their story and it's fucking you know it's crazy mm-hmm. it's sad like they all had dr- super bad drug problems and uh like the the drummer talks about how like the the hit that that bradley took that killed them like he had like been like taking his shit from him like sneaking it from him um, and like he had taken some earlier and he's like yeah it, like feels like you know for long he felt felt like it was meant for him and it's just like the like their their producer that had been working on them while they were recording this album like he fired them uh at like he, he fired the producer because the producer like kicked them out of the studio because he was so fucked up on drugs and shit like uh it, it's just it's a crazy story um, especially like anyone who grew up in the nineties cause of like mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain, Tupac, big, like all these people who died at that time. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was just, it was just like a thing. Like it was just, it was fucking normal, you know, like, and like what a mental strain it is, you know, to think like for all these years, like that could have been me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's insane. Like, but yeah so they made that album like in like that's the the craziest thing about it all is like in the middle of all the shit where he was literally imploding they made this album (laughs) like they record they like drove out to texas and recorded at willie nelson's studio there and uh like they had to stop in the middle of it because he was getting so fucked up like two of the like two of the band like the rest of the band went back to la and he stayed behind and like they were working on it and yeah, they made a fucking classic, and he died six weeks later. Like, got married, like, got married, you know, got sober, <laughs> and then died within like two months of this all no, this going down. It's crazy because sometimes when people are like that, they get sober, they die really fast. It's like your body's like, "What are you doing to me?" Yeah, and he you know? yeah, he just got married, and like yeah. everyone thought he was happy. And then they went on tour, and it just fell apart super quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, just more. Uh, information for those of you if you were ever a sublime fan and like and like we always talk about like a great album there has to be like a crazy struggle you know like like we always talk about like mary j Blige when like you know her husband does bad stuff to her or taylor swift or taylor swift like the, the album ensuing after that it's fantastic you know long back mm-hmm <laughs> 
I actually brought that up the other day where it was like synergy, you know? I was actually talking about us where it was like, it feels good to be back on the radio, you know? And I brought like the word synergy up and I brought it with Jesus and Mero where like, you know, they were playing what Pictionary uh, on Jimmy. On Jimmy Fallon's show. Yeah, and, and like, then like. She has a long ass back. Yeah, and then and he was like, like. Taylor Swift! Taylor Swift! Like right off the bat. Like, no pause, no nothing. And uh, Charlize Theron, you know, she was like, Theron was there. She's like, what, what, how did you guys do that, you know? And then they, everyone was all laughing. And, like, obviously she doesn't have that long back problem. But, like, you know, it's just the synergy between people. And, you know, like, <laughs> but I brought that up and I was funny. I brought it up and I was like. And I brought yeah. it up here. Yeah. yeah. Full circle. And I was just like, it's just like Sean, like we've, you know, uh, during the break, we weren't like together a lot, you know, we were all doing our own things. And, and when we came back to the radio show a couple of weeks ago, it was like, it was great. It was fantastic. Although it is nice sometimes to hang out and not doing stuff, just like drinking a beer. But yeah, but usually we're, we, we work a lot, you know. <laughs> But, uh, our fuckboy of the week this week. Mm, what is this? Uh, this was on this was on a, another great Instagram that I follow. Uh, <laughs> as I've moved a, a, uh, away from Facebook and, and uh, Twitter, yeah, uh, America meets the internet, uh-huh. and uh, they just they have all of these stories. And uh, this the guy that belongs to this crazy church, Hillsong Church, Southern California. It's like anti-vax, super crazy mm-hmm. conspiracies. Uh, he like joked and made fun of people for months about getting the vaccine and like, uh, like he tweeted, like, uh, if you're having email problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems with a vaccine one. <laughs> like, uh, that's the thing. Like his tweets are hella fucking bad yeah. because he died of COVID and, uh, <laughs> it's so like after for months talking shit, he posted jokes and memes about vaccination. He made peop- fun of people uh, getting getting vaccinated um, <laughs> and then, like, got sick and then was posting, like, you know, pray for me. I'm going to get intubated. Um, but definitely died of COVID after making fun of people for getting the vaccine for months and no. tweeting and, and post. He was only 34 years old. Uh. No, like I have a friend. I'm not gonna put them on blast, but they were like non-vaxxers, right? Uh, they got sick. So husband and wife got sick, and ER sick. Like they were in the ER for like two weeks straight. And she was like, "I wasn't a believer of it and things like that, but now because of this, I'm definitely we're definitely getting it." You know, and it's just people like that where like. They make fun of it until it happens to them or someone close to them. Because if, like, your mom or grandma gets it, then people, like, start... Like, that's the thing. People don't believe science and stuff until it happens. Like, it directly affects them. And it shouldn't be like that. That's why there's scientists. That's why there's things out there to help. That's why I said we're so fucking spoiled and ignorant Mm -hmm. that we take for granted things that other people don't have and don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... Like being go back, able to read. Go back fifty yeah. years, and you know people are dying from pol- um, from polio. It's gone. We almost eradicated measles, but people. St- you know, one person mm. said it causes autism, and everyone believed him on the internet. And now measles is making a comeback. Like 
I don't like I don't have I'm not going to have compassion for these people I'm trying to view their side like you can't pick like you can't cherry pick what you believe in when it comes to science like that's not how it works like if you're going to use your fucking cell phone and like trust that and your airbag and all these other things that save your life all the time Mm -hmm. but then when it comes to something like this because it doesn't personally affect you like you go like fuck you. Like it's not, like it's not a personal. We're all on this planet together. Like, yeah, you don't live. You're not one man is no island. Like you're not living by yourself. We're all connected in this world, and it's just the most selfish thing. Like I unfollowed a friend from like fucking childhood over his dumb fucking posts on Facebook, and I was like, this guy has is, has gotten. I was like, he, I used to think this person was smart, and he's gotten dumber. But the thing is, he just stopped like learning when he we were like seventeen, and has been riding off his fucking mediocrity for the last fucking twenty years. And I'm yeah. like, he's a fucking idiot now. <laughs> and I'm like, I I don't have any respect for him. Like, it, like it's just sad. Like, and it's just because like this is the thing. Everything is on the internet, but. The thing is, everything is on the internet, the good and bad, and you have to be able to sift through what is real and what isn't, you know? I mean, like, and a started, lot of people don't care about that. They a lot like of this to care. started before the internet. Like, that's mm. the thing. Like, it's gotten worse because of the internet, but it's just, we take for granted shit that other people mm. don't have because their people are ignorant and don't realize it. They just don't, they lack the experience to give them the perspective to realize how ridiculous their stance is. Like it's like a woman compl- like that made her poem about comparing racism to fucking eating animals, like animal cruelty and mm-hmm. like how vegan is like making, you know, speaking bad for people for eating animal like yeah. meat where I'm like, uh that's the natural thing your privilege allows you to be a fucking vegan like i don't have anything against vegans but like you have to recognize like poor fucking people in other countries can't afford your lifestyle like it's just not feasible Mm -hmm. and for you to look down on them because they don't share it is fucking tasteless and out of control yeah oh that poem Mm, education's yeah. free ignorance like ing- there's no excuse for ignorance like yeah and people don't have compassion and look at the other side of, of people's egos of get argument. in the way yeah instead of being like wow maybe i'm wrong about this let me consider the other side talk to me let me listen not just hear but listen like i don't agree with like having to wear a mask as a vaccinated person but i understand the reasoning why mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do it but like you know it's it's just that concern for others so yeah. Anyways, like 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 I say, that's our fuck boy of the week. Yeah. You know, like what you, respect what, people are willing yeah. to die for their ignorance. What could you fucking do? <laughs> Jesus. And then want all the prayers and want all the like stuff to help him when he was like talking shit on it and it happened to him directly. Like fuck that. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Like, <laughs> I, I bro, I don't got that many fucks to give, man. <laughs> no. I'm fresh out. Yeah. They, um. I've been out. <laughs> So that's about it for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next month with a new episode. Remember, uh, Saturday, August 14th yes. mm-hmm. is uh, Between the Lyrics, a celebration of the culture. At Holland. At Holland Project, 6.30 till 10, food trucks, merch, art, art hip-hop, music, de la photo, DJs, mm-hmm. you know the vibes. Yeah, Neon Babylon, this collab. I'm excited about a collab because it's been in the mix for, you know, play on words. What's up? But for a while, and like we're like let's let's release one for this one. So I'm excited. Yeah. So we hope you guys uh, have been uh, catching up on episodes. Uh, make sure uh, you like and subscribe and share yes. with a friend. Uh, yeah. Be kind and uh, you know give us a a, a uh, review and 
Oh, yeah. Also, tune in every Friday night from 9 to 11. We're back mm-hmm. with more episodes of Up in the Mix Radio. And that hot caliente stuff, too. It's giving you good. what you need, not what you want. You know, the newest and best classics, everything <laughs> in between. Yeah. Yeah, because salute to Frank out there in Seattle. I didn't get a chance to see him when I was there, but he's like, I've been waiting for a new episode. Like, thirsting for it, you know? And I was like, we want a break, dog. We need a break, too. So, salute to you, Frank. Listen, tell your friends, and uh, I'll be back to Seattle hopefully soon. So respect each other, and love you. Adios.